Well, hello, and welcome to this week's uh, Photographic Life. Uh, every time I finish uh, recording a podcast, I never have an idea, a clue, what's going to happen in the following week's podcast. But each time over the last couple of weeks, I've really been hoping that something incredibly positive would happen so that this podcast doesn't turn into either a, a personal ranting soapbox or a, a platform of complaint and disillusionment. I know some of the subjects we have dealt with have been very moving and very um, very true, very real, and as a word I often use, um, very raw. This week, um, I really hoped that we would be able to uh, kick off with something incredibly positive. Unfortunately, that's not the case. However, um, we do have lots of po positivity on this week's um, podcast, so st uh, do please stay tuned. Um, let's start with the negative. Um, I received an email this week from um, somebody I know, a photographer, um, alerting me to an email that they had received, a spam email, from a company called Miro Photo, who described themselves as a tech startup and um, the world leader in photography that provides Insta-worthy. No, I'm not sure what that word means or that joining of words means either photo and video on demand solutions using artificial intelligence technology. The basis of the email was base, was really asking uh, photographers to join their, their initiative, I suppose is a way you could describe it. Um, it's a commissioning idea that they would have clients who they would put you in touch with and that uh, you would go off and take photographs for these clients in your local area. They would pay you. You would then send off your images. Um, they would control the, the equipment that you'd use and your equipment would have to meet their specifications. You wouldn't have to worry about any post-production. Um, they would do that all through their artificial intelligence uh, software program. Let's talk some facts. For an interior shoot, they ask for deliverables, 12 photographs plus bracketing for £30. For food photography, they ask for 25 individual shots for £45. That fee doesn't cover any of your expenses, travel, parking. Obviously, it doesn't cover the time that you're going to incur, let alone the investment in equipment or in anything. In reality, what we're talking about here is gig economy for photographers. And when I sort of put this out on Twitter um, and I posted up the uh, email that was sent out, uh, one person, only one person, interestingly enough, uh, whose background I couldn't find out too much about, um, aligned this with uh, free photography and that this was not a new threat to photographers, and therefore, what was I complaining about? My take on it is this. Free photography devalues the image. This kind of gig economy for photography devalues the photographer. And that's kind of different. That's very personal. Interestingly enough, it then took me... Uh, towards that idea of gig economy and, a, and an article in The Guardian this week, Guardian newspaper online, um, which I'll put the link for underneath this podcast, um, 
was talking about some recent um, surveys, some facts and figures that actually relate to this gig economy. And excuse me, I'm going to I'm going to read this out because I think it's particularly relevant to to commissioned photographers. The article says, first, good news. Uh, People who actually have assets and are able to rent them out on sites like Airbnb, Churo, Parkly and other apps saw a 69% rise in their incomes in the last year. Unfortunately, the same can't be said for those who don't have an asset and instead are looking to rent themselves out, like the people, for example, in the transportation sector. The average Uber, Lyft or Postmates delivery driver made 53% less in 2017 than in 2013. Those workers are seeing about $783 a month on average, down from 1469 Why have those drivers suffered such a steep income decline? JP Morgan Chase offers a few reasons. Among them are fewer working, fewer hours a flattening of demand, a decline in trip prices, and an overall decrease in the amount these platforms are paying. The lessons for gig workers should be clear. Renting out physical property is a business that goes back to the beginning of civilization, and today's online platforms are making it easier. But renting one out oneself, unless you have a whole bunch of skills, degrees, or certifications, or certifications, I should say, is never going to be a profitable endeavour. Even Uber and Lyft agree that driving people around for them is not meant to be a full-time business. Interestingly enough, Miro Photo proudly proclaim that both Uber and Airbnb are two of their clients. So, now for some positivity. Um, It cannot be... um, express stronger i feel about the importance of so many of the independent little collaborations and support networks and people just doing great stuff at the moment within photography the complete opposite to that miro photo um business-led plan these are people who are out there who are promoting good work who are encouraging photographers and i just thought it was uh, something happened this week um that uh, uh, Fable and Folk, which is an online platform, which actually is run by one person, by one of my ex-students who only graduated a year ago. And um, that Fable and Folk platform um, promotes photography and narrative. And it came out of discussions I had with a particular student um, when she was studying uh, with us. Fable and Folk looked, and Charlotte, who runs Fable and Folk, looked to the people that she respected. Um, Ian at Another Place Press, Craig at Cafe Royal Books, all of the guys at the Inside Outside. And they supported and they helped her um, in the beginning. And that's really encouraged her to start up her own thing. And now she's able to support other photographers in turn. There's no money that exchanges hands in this support. Uh, There's uh, publishing projects that come out of Another Place Press and uh, obviously out of Cafe Royal Books and out of Inside the Outside. But everything is kept to the minimum. Everything is transparent. Everything is everything that I talk about. So please don't feel that I have a downer on the photographic industry at the moment. I really don't. I think there's some 
great work being done out there. There's some great positivity. Hats off to all of those people. This podcast itself is something I do to try and share information, knowledge, and to, as I've said previously, put a, a hand round the shoulder at those times when maybe that's what's needed. So some good stuff happening out there. People who are coming from creativity, coming from the creative industries and coming from photography, doing things for photographers. If you feel that that's something you want to do, my suggestion is do it. It's possible. And certainly the success that Fable and Folk have had in a very short period of time demonstrates that it can be done. Talking of um, another place press, uh, this week's photographer joining us uh, to tell us what photography means to him is uh, a photographer called Dan Wood, who I first came across through his book Suicide Machine, which was published by Another Place Press. Um, it was a powerful little document, a little narrative story. I don't think it's available anymore. I think it's sold out. But if you can get your hands on a copy, I recommend you do so. It's a very simple little statement, but it carries a lot of strength. Um, his recent book, Gap in the Hedge, is uh, a bigger project um, in all ways, um, but still incredibly personal to Dan himself. So I was interested, having seen these books and recognised the personal connection he has with his image making, just what photography meant to Dan Wood. Um, well, thanks to Grant, actually, for uh, asking me to do this. Uh, it's, I'm very honoured uh, to be alongside such esteemed photographers. Um, what does photography mean to me? Well, um, it means everything, really. Uh, I I would struggle to function as, uh, in life without it. I, I, I'm pretty sure. Um, it's... It's for me. It's like um, it's like an external hard drive, if, if that makes any sense. That kind of backs up what I've seen and want to remember. Um, and it's a lot easier to look at a picture sometimes than gather a memory. But um, it comes from the trigger for my interest in photography. I think came from uh, a book that was on a shelf in my parents' house in the early 80s. Um, they didn't have many books, but this particular book was one on the Falklands War, which was a kind of Sunday magazine uh, uh, best of type thing. And um, there was, a, there was a, a picture in it that really resonated with me of a pile of guns which obviously came from prisoners and there was a um, a picture of the Virgin Mary ta taped to one of the gun butts and I think it was that moment I realised that the power of photography and you know how it could be used you know some for good or bad you know and to tell a story if anything um, I always think photography should tell a story and as you know as a documentary photographer myself that's what I aim to do as best as I can certain ambiguity is is fine and 
I think the the viewer should have to put some work into viewing photographs and kind of make up their own minds about things. But but yeah, so photo books uh, are a constant inspiration, and right from that that first book, which I've actually still got today. I'm a collector of them. Um, I read them every day, and they, I'm, I'm addicted to buying them. And I don't think it's a bad thing, although my wife would disagree. So, uh, yeah, I don't know what I would do without photo books, to tell the truth. Some great inspirations uh, of Brian Shootmat, Vanessa Winship, Gregory Halpern, Mary Ellen Mark... William Eggleston, the list just goes on. Um, I've, you know, I'm I'm an extremely nostalgic and sentimental person, so I'm quite materialistic, if anything, so I need photographs in my life. I need to be able to see things on a regular basis, but also sometimes I'm pretty socially awkward, so it's... Um, quite nice to be able to hide behind the camera sometimes especially in uh uh social some social situations so yeah uh <laughs> but on the other hand i've met some amazing people through photography you know uh right from the online social network into real life and i've got a lot to thank for it that's for uh thank it for rather that's that's for sure um there's you know to name a few people al bryden ian Sargent, clementine schneiderman sebastian bruno all turned into really great friends through photography and uh i i do appreciate everything that, that it's done i wish i could earn some more money from it obviously <laughs> But yes, it's taught me to appreciate and value and respect all aspects of life. And I thank it for it. Whenever I receive one of those audio clips from a photographer, I can't wait to hear it. And it's always interesting to me how each photographer has chosen to respond to the question being asked and also to the challenge. It's very obvious sometimes people feel the need to, to organise things and perhaps to, to read that. Others feel as if it's just kind of like a riff and um, they're happy just to use it almost as a kind of a self-exploration of what they think. So, um, and all approaches hugely appreciated and I feel very informative, uh, inspirational and educational. Interesting in that that um, Dan also mentioned some of the people who I was previously talking about as being incredibly supportive within the independent photographic uh, community. Uh, over the last week, I've been uh, progressing the research uh, on the next film project, which I'm working on with Tim Pellet, um, my co-conspirator on the Bill J film. Uh, we will also be having some news about the Bill, Bill J film uh, coming up um, at the beginning of 29. There will be hopefully screenings in Vancouver, Canada in May and also in Phoenix, Arizona 
in um, possibly in February. Uh, but there'll be other news as well. So uh, stay tuned if you're interested in finding out what's going to be happening to that film uh, to the website, which is www.donotbendfilm.com. And also over the coming weeks, we'll be making announcements, probably I would have thought in January 2019, about the next film project that we're working on. Interestingly, I'll give you a little, uh, I suppose, insight into the fact that it's not about photography. The premise is very different, although in many ways the subject matter in, is similar and has certain synchronicities. And I think that's a, a really uh, important, yeah, important uh, element in what we do. Um, if we are visual storytellers, then we should be telling lots of different stories. And I know some people were quite surprised when I told them that we weren't doing another film about photography or connected with photography or about photographer, um, photographers. But there you go. We are. We're doing something completely different. Although I suppose you could say um, it's about another forgotten genius. Anyway, that's it for um, this week, uh, news from the shed. Just to let you know that, as always, um, we are available on uh, those places where you get your podcast from, from Podbean, uh, Real Player, and uh, obviously iTunes, as well as uh, the uh, website. If you do go to the website, www.unitednationsofphotography.com, you'll also get a little bit more information that's easier to read about the photographers who uh, feature each week um also excited to say that we are now on spotify so if spotify is your provider of um, podcasts and background music and so forth then just look for a photographic life on um spotify and you will find all the previous uh episodes ready uh, there for you for your enjoyment um and edification uh one last thing i suppose this week which is um we're just a couple of weeks away now from christmas we will be having a special uh christmas podcast um with a spe very very special christmas guest i recorded that this week as is the way of christmas specials uh it will be going live on christmas day on all of the uh, platforms that I've previously mentioned. So if you do find yourself with a little bit of quiet time or needing a little bit of quiet time away from everything else on Christmas Day, or if you find yourself on your own and you fancy something to listen to, um, look out for that. If you're busy over Christmas, as I'm certainly going to be, then uh, you can always catch up with it in the new year. We will also be having a New Year's special which will go out um, in the first couple of days of the new year on the Wednesday as usual. And that will include a review of uh, 2018 exhibitions, photo books, news and stuff. And also um, a very positive, I hope, look forward to 2019 and everything that hopefully it will bring us and that it offers. So that's it. Uh, just leaves me as always to say uh, have a great week and don't forget, take care. Thank you.